We're praying. Okay, we're ready to go. She could edit this out. <clears throat> we're going to pray. We're going to pray on time. Ta-da! Let's get started. Father in heaven, we are so grateful. <clears throat> we have anticipated, Lord, being back together again in Bible study together as women. And we're so grateful, Lord. We have this opportunity. We have this place. We have other dedicated and committed women. We have your spirit. We have the word of God. What else could we need, Lord? We are so grateful. And we're just coming today because we have, we're learning what you, um, what the focus is. We're learning the, the direction. We're learning um, just an what you have for us in these coming weeks. We praise you, Lord, and ask for your blessing, ask for your anointing, uh, not only on the teaching and the overview, but Lord, on the discussion and our prayers. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, welcome. Does everyone have two pieces of paper on the center of your table? You should have the book for sure. If you don't have the book yet, it's right here. And if you if you folder for all these loose papers, you're getting so you might just want to grab a folder. It's up to you. If you have something you already put yours in, it's not required <laughs> to take one. So okay. All right. We want, I just want to know, ladies, as I welcome you here this morning, that you have been prayed for. You have has, uh, we prayed for the anointing for the women who come, the, the, the choice of the women who come. We prayed for the, um, the focus. We prayed for um, everything concerning this, this study. And I just want you to know it is not by chance. And the Lord wants to bless you. Does everyone know the blessing that comes with reading the book of Right? It says right at the end. It's written right in the So we are so thankful to be able to have that blessing knowing this, this particular study, this particular book is blessed of the Lord um, and just reading it. If you have not yet paid for your book, no panic, no worry. Um, just it's, it's $20 total with shipping. Okay? And as you look at the book, it's like, wow, this is a significant book. It's heavy. Uh, it has a lot of artwork. It's done in a really beautiful style. Um, somebody um, in Kathy Dickinson's fellowship painted uh, a picture for every single chapter. Isn't that amazing? So those are in, in there. Um, <clears throat> but I wanted to just tell you, <clears throat> um, we, if you would pick up the schedule, which is the one without the picture on it, yeah, the Revelation, or yeah, Revelation, Syllabus and Schedule. And I just want you to look at it quickly. Oh, and I forgot to pick mine up. Hold on. Here it is. Yes, this one. Just look at it. Um, as you can see, it is, we're going to do a total of seven, this being number one. Total of seven. So six more times that we meet, okay? And if you also notice, I did not start with chapter one. When we did People Get Ready, we went all the way through the first three chapters, which are all the letters to the churches. We did that in detail 
and you're, I mean, this is your book. You do this whenever you want to. It is beautifully done. It's wonderful. I just didn't want to review that much. I wanted us to get going on with past we'd already done, because the way this is set up, it would have been the whole fall study, and I just didn't want to do that. So last night, <laughs> I just felt redirected yesterday, and I just prayed, and you know what? The Lord just redirected me how to do this so that we can be done with this by Christmas. Actually, um, right before Christmas, we'll be done with this so that we aren't doing this um, all the way through the winter, okay? And, and not that that wouldn't be a blessing, but I just felt like this needs to happen. And if you, can, if you will also notice that I have a section or schedule for the book chapters, that being this book, chapters that we're doing. So there's three, just about three every single time. Three of these chapters in two weeks, okay? And it's also, depending on, you can see, almost always three books of, three chapters of the book of Revelation, as well in your word, in the word. So three of these, three of these, okay? Uh, it just happened to work out that way, except for the first and the last <laughs> of, the, of the, our study. So I just wanted to let you know, and if you don't be, oh, don't be intimidated by that, it's, it's, I really think you're going to find it very easy to complete three chapters in two weeks in the sense of most of it's just interesting reading. <laughs> you know, it is really well done. The questions lend themselves and they're not an extreme amount for each one. Um, and I think you'll even find that you could probably do this and daily devotions without feeling like you're conflicting. And, and I think, you know, depending on how much time the Lord you have daily for your, <clears throat> so, but don't save it all for the end, you know, pace yourself. Um, you know, so get started right away when you get home and don't wait till next, the second week to do them all. Just, you know, be a good student with good study habits. Um, and the dates are all listed there. They are, we are staying, we're going to be able to stay true to the every other week. Just happens to be that Thanksgiving falls on the off week. And, you know, so we can, we can stay true to the every other week schedule. So that was a real blessing and we'll be done and well before Christmas, okay? So I just think that it, the Lord worked that out for us to be able to have what we really desire. This is a continuation of the People Get Ready study. I was going to do this <clears throat> kind of in, in really truncated version. I was really intimidated by that, and I realized Kathy Dickinson, we went to her a retreat that she was uh, speaker of, or keynote speaker, a couple of years ago, right? And she had prepared this, and I picked it up, and I realized I had this on the shelf, and I thought, wow, she has done this so beautifully. The wheel, um, you know, so, yeah, whatever, <laughs> you know that, <laughs> you know the phrase. Um, it, it is beautifully done, and I love the focus, the focus being the unveiling of God's love. And I just want to, how many of you, when you think of the book of Revelation, that's not the first thing that crosses your mind, right? It's not. We think often of, you know, this cryptic, it's mysterious, it's judgments, it's the wrath of God. It's, we don't think of God's love. And I am so blessed because you know, if you've um, sat through any of the studies that I like to lead you through, I always ask you, what does every single passage teach me about God? What does every single passage teach me about Jesus Christ? What does every 
passage tell me about the Holy Spirit? And we are focusing on that. And this is already set up that way. It's already done to focus on the love of God, even in the midst of all this. But I'm just so blessed that, um, you know, okay, so we're going to meet every other Saturday, breakfast at 8, study at 9 through 11. I want to be done promptly at 11. Today, we may even be a little bit before that. I think it will be easily, we'll be done because we don't have the, the full study to talk about. Um, and then we'll be done. So, okay, oh, so teaching time, discussion, prayer in, in all of our groups. And at this point, we're just gonna, I'm just asking you to stay with the three tables um, because I have three discussion group leaders. I have Leslie, I have Angie, and Myrna. So I appreciate that. You sat down randomly not knowing that. And I may do, you don't have to stick with one. And in fact, I may do something to shake it up so that you don't know who's going to be your leader at your table. I may have them do a switch or I may have them, you know. So um, we don't be, um, I, I just, I would love it if we all just get to know each other and all of us and not, not like get, I really think it, it would be a help to us and a blessing to get to know more than just one small group. So, um, all right. So let's look here at the info, the other sheet which, with the artwork on it. Yeah. This just happens to be the artwork that's in the chapter, chapter 19, okay? And I just copied the page because there's a reason for that. I copied the artwork. I'm going to give credit to Sharon Mayfield for all the artwork. Um, because it's such... Um, we want, what, what we want to do, or excuse me, it's the unveiling of Jesus Christ. And I wanted you to think about as if you're looking at a piece of artwork of Jesus Christ. The book of Revelation being the focus is Jesus Christ. This is the revelation of Jesus Christ. It's not revelations. It's the revelation of Jesus Christ. And we want him to be, and he is, the center of this. What do we learn about Jesus? What we should know as believers in regards to this time and how to prepare. We're still going on with the mindset of people get ready. Jesus is coming. Soon we'll be going home. And we want to stay in that mindset. Our study begins, if you will notice, in chapter 4 of the book of Revelation. And um, it's after he has spoken to all the churches. And we're going to go forward from there. Um, I, I really think you're going to enjoy this overview. So what I want you to look at um, in this introduction is if you're looking at Jesus framed on a portrait, on a wall, and the frame itself is what is written. I've tried to write them in so that you can see in times and events, in relationship to, and presented as. So Jesus Christ in all the times and events that are talked about in the book of Revelation. Jesus Christ in relationship to, and we're going to list them, and Jesus Christ presented as. This is the setting for the book. This is the frame of the book. And you know what? <laughs> the wonderful thing is, well, I'm, going to, I'm going to write it. The purpose of the book at the top of your page. The purpose of the book. If you flip it over, it's written on the top line, and you can just fill in the slot. The purpose of the book is to prepare the setting for the revealing of the glory of Jesus. The setting for the revealing. And do you realize that all chapters, 
leading up to chapter 19 are the setting, the setting of the focus of Jesus Christ and the power and his return. And, um, and then I just want to look through these, um, yeah, in these three ways, let's look at them. You just scribble on the side as if it were a margin, scribble underneath. I'm just going to read through, okay, the, what the settings are. In time and events, so the right side of your frame, pic, framed picture, and all the things that are listed in the, not listed, written of in the book of the Revelation, in times of events, you're going to be looking at, starting in uh, chapter 1, verse 4, he was and is and is to come. That's in reference to time. And in the event of the tribulation, we're looking at Jesus and how he relates. That's chapters 4 through 19. That's the bulk of it. Chapters 4 through 19, the tribulation, the huge event Jesus Christ frames. And, um, that's, and then the millennial, millennial kingdom is all another event in time. Chapters 20, verses 1 through 10. The eternal state of the Lord Jesus Christ, starting in verse 11 of chapter 20, all the way through the end of chapter 22. And then I just put in also the new heaven, the new earth, the new city, the Jerusalem, and those are in chapters 21 all the way through the end of the book as well. So these are all times, these are all events, these are all things that we're going to be like, this is frames what we know about the glory of Jesus Christ, okay? Let's go to, in relationship to, in the bottom of your frame, and y'all just have to squeeze them in there, just get, um, but starting out with verse, excuse me, the first three chapters, Jesus Christ in relationship to his church, the first three chapters in relationship to, um, in relationship to heaven and earth and the location. And that went throughout all. I didn't put verses down, but just kind of keep an eye. In relationship to heaven and earth and back and forth and what's going on in both. So in relationship to, to where he's at, um, so it's, it's more of a location than anything. In relation, Jesus Christ in relationship to the martyred saints. And these are people, real people, the martyred saints, and these are the people in and that go through and have come out saved out of the tribulation, and that's Revelation 7, four, verses 14 through 17. The Jewish believers, I don't, have, I don't have verses, a chapter and verse for this, but I just want you to make note. Jesus Christ in relationship to the Jewish believers, the Jews, the angels in heaven, and all the creatures in heaven, so many beautiful creatures in heaven, in relationship to the apostles and the disciples and the leadership in heaven. Jesus Christ in relationship to Satan. The harlot church, basically, that's here on earth during that time. Earthly kings and leadership. On earth and then the bride the wife of Jesus Christ and that's actually have chapter 21 starting in verse 9 
Isn't that wonderful? All these, you know, <laughs> the picture of Jesus gets really filled in and it's like all the pixels start coming and you get to see it more clearly. I just, I, if I can just imagine a light shining on this picture, it, it uh, culminates in chapter 19. All right, let's go. Um, Jesus is presented as, on your left side and your left column there, he's presented as the ruler of all the kings on the earth. And that's chapter 1, verse 5. We didn't remember, ladies, we did that study. Jesus, king of, that's my king. He's the Lord of lords and the king of kings. Do you know him? You know, it's wonderful. I love that study. Loved it. He's presented as the bridegroom and the head of the church, which is kind of one and the same because church is his bride. And that's chapter 2 all the way through 3. And that, you know, he spoke to all the churches, okay? All the way through chapter 3, excuse me. He's the lion. He's presented as the lion of the tribe of Judah. In chapter 5, verse 5, he's presented as the lamb that was slain. Often. There's a couple references here in chapter 5, verses 6 and 12. And many more. He's presented as the high, our high priest. In chapter eight, verses three through six, he's presented as the king and judge over all. Chapter nineteen, starting at eleven through twenty, verse fifteen. And I added this one because I love that song, Hero of Heaven. He's our hero. Look at him. Look at this picture. He's pictured as the man, as, you know, the king coming on his white horse. It's the epitome of our hero of heaven. And he battles against evil for us. It's just, it just makes me want to cry. And I never really thought about you're reading all this, and then all of a sudden you get to chapter 19, and you realize this is just all a setting for him. We get to know him as believers through the word, and it's beautiful. We, have, we haven't seen anything yet. We haven't seen anything yet. We want to get ready because we don't want to miss out on anything he has for us, and I do believe one of the, it says, our works do follow. It's just a little teeny phrase that speaks of the fact that everything that happens here with us on earth, we get to take with us. And he will use it. It's nothing lost. Everything we learn here, I, I'm, I have this theory that it's going to be used so that we are not bad judges. <laughs> when we rule and reign with him in the millennial kingdom, we will have known the ways of the Lord. We'll have known how he thinks, and he's going to rule with a rod of iron, and we are his kind of emissaries. And the more we learn here, the better we'll be at it. And I just, what an honor to be with the King of Kings when he returns, right? So the climax of the book is chapter 19, so I, you can fill that one in, the spoken of it. But I want you to, this little compare, I want you to think about this. Jesus is portrayed in, this, in the Gospels as what? Servant humiliation, 
sacrifice. But he always has authority, right? Doesn't matter what happened. He always had authority over everything. Nature, demons, <laughs> sickness, food. <laughs> he had you know, money, taxes. You know, he had authority over it all. Even in all of his humility and, <clears throat> and service and sacrifice. Jesus is portrayed, portrayed in Revelation as glory and honor and power and authority. We can just see him in glory. This is, that's why they call it the revelation. Such a contrast to the Gospels, right? Incredible. Uh, authority, again, yeah. Authority on both of them, yeah. And I just want you to know that, you know, pro prophecies abound in this, which is why we always attach it to prophecy conferences and everything is like, oh, we're going to go to the book of, and, and there's something with that that we always feel like, oh, we're going to figure out where all they, everything fits in time. We're going to figure out what's coming, you know, <laughs> and in reality, it's very cryptic. And I do believe that has to do with the fact that God is still fighting a war against an enemy who is trying to outsmart him and try to deceive people. And he doesn't want to give him any advantage, honestly. He, you, we will see all the way through Revelation how much he loves people. And he's only, he only does what he does in order to best help them have the advantage. That's why there's so many warnings. That's so many, many instructions. And he, and he wants us to know this and know the blessing of it without ever being afraid. Without, and, and we find all through our study, didn't we? The prepared um, people get ready study how loving, how he said, you know, um, how he wanted us to be separate. He wanted us to be, uh, live holy. He wanted us to be, because that dividing line of judgment, he always separates out his believers. And um, what a blessing it is, even through all of the book of Revelation, to understand how much he really loves people. He really wants people to be saved. He does, you know, his judgment is coming. It has to come. It has to come. How much do we need judgment? How, how much do we say, Lord, please make this right. Please, this is so wrong. Please make this right. All these children, all these traffic children, all these things in this world that are so corrupt and so bad. We need the judgment of God. We need that. The, the world needs it. We need it. And he can't not judge because he's good. Because he's good. And he has to judge evil. But with that, he doesn't ever want us to be afraid and that's wonderful. So when we're reading through this and we get to the end, we won't be afraid. We won't be afraid. We won't be afraid as we're going through it because he's instructed us. And we, that's just why we wanted to do this study now because we all have a sense. Things are heating up. The end is getting closer. Everything we studied, First Peter, Thessalonians, uh, Matthew 24 and 25, that all pointed to things getting darker, not lighter in the world so we just want to be <clears throat> as believers we don't want to be the deceived ones we don't want to be the ones that are in the great deception we need to be so grounded and so anticipating we want to be the five virgins with our lamps lit looking for the return people get ready right we really want this, the book and the, the revelation of the love of jesus christ to be what empowers us and motivates us and keeps us with our feet on the ground, there was a rabbi, that's my closing thought here, a rabbi in the, uh, he wrote, they wrote, a bunch of rabbis wrote this Jewish study Bible, and Gracie got it to, for me for Christmas, I'm like, oh, this is really cool, 
they don't even call the books the same thing. <laughs> They're not in the same order <laughs> as, as our, um, this book. Um, but there is a quote <clears throat> about the book of Revelation. I'll just read it. The book has relevance to every generation, but it will be most relevant to those alive in the years <coughs> just before Yeshua's return. Most relevant to us. Do you feel the presence? Do you feel the power? And do you feel the closeness of the return of Jesus Christ? Right? Maranatha, Lord, come quickly. Let's pray. Father, we just thank you, Lord, your goodness, your grace, your, um, your power that has been revealed in the word. We just sense it, Lord, every time we turn and we open this, this, chap, this book in the back of our Bibles, we know, God, that your, your word is true. And every, every sentence, every jot, every tittle, every marking um, in, the, in the original scroll, every bit of it will come true. It is your word. And you honor your word above your name. We know, Lord, and we're going to trust him, but we want you to be our teacher through this. We want your Holy Spirit to guide us. We don't ever want to get off on tangents that um, take us into areas where we become uncertain or just frightened or combative or argumentative with others. Lord, we just pray, God, that your spirit will lead us through this in a way that is spirit-led, spirit-directed, and we thank you for the honor of and the blessing and that we have all these pages in our home. We don't have to share them with other believers. We don't have to tear them out and pass them around. Lord, we're blessed to have your whole word in our homes and in our hands, often in many, many different translations. We thank you, God, for your word. And we're trusting you and your Holy Spirit to teach us every single time we crack open the word and we sit down before you and we make ourselves available to your Holy Spirit for you to anoint our minds to receive and our hearts, 